Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Your Jersey. Your name, your number, your jersey. Make it personal at yourjersey.com.au. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, The Enemy Within, The Joe Williams Story, Part 3. Previously, we spoke the career on the field and in the ring and of a life spiralling out of control. This amazing story continues. I'm just so grateful. So I've got two extra kids that I had since that attempt. Like, I'm I'm just so grateful. That, that I get to wake up every single day and do the best I can. And, and it, was, it, was, it took me a couple of weeks to go actually to the, to the, the, the unit, to the psych ward. Um, it, took, you know, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I'm, I'm alive, I'll be, I'll be right now. But it didn't go away. Um, it took, so it took me a couple of weeks to actually go and get the help. Yeah. Um, and you know when I sit there and, 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 and talk to those doctors and you have the realizations that you know and, and in that moment I promise myself that every day I get to open my eyes now I'm going to make a positive impact on someone else's life. At the time did you feel alone or were you genuinely alone? In a room in a room of of a hundred people you feel alone yeah you feel like you you're, you're, you feel like that you're in, invisible. You feel like your voice is echoing down a chamber of, of nothingness, mm. you know. So it's it isn't it isn't a matter of physically feel what you feel physically. It's what you feel mentally and emotionally. And I just felt so helpless mm. and hopeless in those moments. Um, and I guess. You know, in, 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 in coming from that, I'm, I'm super thankful, super grateful that I, that I had to, you know, people, <laughs> what are you most grateful for, Joe? I'm most grateful that I had that suicide attempt. Massive call. Because that taught me how to be a better person. Mm. That, taught me how, that taught me how to fight. It taught me how to be grateful. Mm. It taught me how to be thankful for the little things that I have every single day. Um, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have travelled around the world doing what I do. I wouldn't be an author of books. You know, I wouldn't be able to sit in front of people and tell them and have the, the, the mm. insight to tell and educate people that I do every day now. So I have to be thankful for those hard times mm. because it's shaped who I am now. You had the demons in your head. You're also being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Do you genuinely feel like you're, a, for lack of better terms, a, a screw-up? I think, Andy... I didn't, I didn't get to the heights that anywhere near of what I should have yeah. as a rugby league player. So you could look at that and go, yeah, he screwed up his opportunities and he screwed up yeah. his career with that sort of thing. But who I am and, and, and what I am and why I am is because of a product of something else. Yep. Like what, what, what people don't understand is with, with bipolar disorder, you, you don't just catch that. You don't. No, you're 100% right, right mate. And, and these are things that, that with the more research that, that, that we're all learning about is that we're born with these things yeah. a lot of the time. Um, and also we're a product of our upbringing. Yep. Now, I won't for one minute say that my upbringing was horrible because I was loved and I was looked after. 
but you know, some of the most in-depth conversations have happened around my father with mm. how he was a father towards me because that shaped who I was for a father for a lot of years. And now I've had the conversations with him of, you know, the, the almost the drawing the line in the sand moment where you think, you know what, we can be better as people. Yep. So I want, I, want to, I want to train my kids another way for a better term, you know, because we're all a product of our upbringing. Mm. You know, all of these, all of these little different uh, attributes and, and even attitudes that we grow up with, every single person in community is a product of their upbringing. Mm. And that's, that's a lot of the work that I do now and, and a lot of the stuff that I research and read about and listen to and, and you know, understanding people's behaviours. Once you understand trauma, mm. once you understand the effects of adverse childhood trauma, you can never be angry at someone. It's interesting that you say that and how you say it because an illness, a flu or a virus, it comes, it floors you, then it goes. Mental health or mental illness doesn't arrive, hit you, and disappear. It is something you have to learn to battle. It's, it is an illness, but a very different illness. I think it manifests yeah. as well. It manifests. Oh, in, yes. And, and what, like when I, was, when I say that, you know, we're, we're a product of our upbringing, you know, clearly, clearly kids who are 10, 11, and 12 don't have these horrific demons that they have yep. now. That, that we have as adults now. But it manifests in us the way that we are, the way that we treat other people, the way yep. that other triple people treat us, and then it explodes, right? Yep. So um, I think we're all a product of our own conditioning yep. um, or conditioning of someone else. Um, and it, it don't go away. you mm. just got to learn to adapt and grow with it. I'll have bipolar disorder for the rest of my life, but that's just a chemical imbalance in my brain, yeah. right? So... When I'm low, in the horrific lows of bipolar disorder and the depression, I've got to exercise to get myself back up. That ain't a bad thing, right? And when I'm, you know, massively manic yep. on the highs of, you know, the ups and downs of bipolar, when I'm manic, I just got to learn to settle my head. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm huge on, um, on meditation and stuff like that now because it's, it's just about learning to slow the head down. Yeah. Uh, the highs are equally as, if not more dangerous than the lows, and that's probably one of the facts of bipolar disorder and or you know the anxiety and depression curve that a lot of people don't understand. It's the highs that are a massive problem. One thing that I say to people with bipolar disorder and people who are who get massively manic is that what goes up must come down yeah. at some point. Yep. You know, so um, it's about identifying before you're too far high. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm lucky I've got some good people around me that, that can identify that when it happens. But, you know, the the, the things that, that come with mania and, you know, they can be as dangerous, not what people think as, as in – as in, you know, we're, we're horrifically low when we're in these depressive moments. When you're manic, you feel invincible, yeah. right? So there, there's all sorts of things that can happen with that. And for me, it's spending, you know, it's, it's spending every dollar that I have in my, in, my, in my account. And then sitting, when I come down from that high, I'm going, where did that go? Where did that go? Yep. I remember I, 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 I did some work and I, and I got a, a, you know, a, a fairly, fairly hefty pay for it. Um, and I come home 
and I was manic for a good weekend. I spent close to 10 grand in two days. Two days, yeah, three days. Wow. And then I just went, I, the thing is, why it's so dangerous as well is that when you're so high on these many, many times, you don't remember yep. a lot of the things that you do. So I'm sitting here with all these new clothes and I'm like, where the hell did these come from? And then, you know, and my partner Courtney, who cops it all the time, yeah. she's like, you got it. I'm like, what do you mean I got it? And again, uh, not having the memory of these sort of things when you're coming down from, mm. from, from manic periods, um, but also combined with being a little bit punchy from getting knocked around the head a little bit, uh, both on the footy field and in the boxing mm. ring as well, uh, doesn't help. From the depths of personal heartache and emotional torture, you began work walking a road to redemption through recovery, through an exhaustive rehabilitation process for a better life. What does that journey look like? Where did it start? Um, I think it started when pretty much when I left the doctors or when I left that psych ward. Yeah. Um, looking back, that's when it started. But I didn't How know long I, did you spend there? I didn't know. Uh, a few nights. Yeah. A few nights. And, and I think the reason I come out of it is because my mum went in for a massive operation. Uh, she had nine aneurysms that she was <laughs> taken out of Sydney and three separate brain surgeries to have them removed. Um, and she didn't want no one there because she didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Typical mum. Yep. Um, don't want anyone to worry, you know, when you're having life-changing, life-saving yeah. surgery. Um, but, you know, it's been it's been a number of years. You know, it's that happened in 2012, so we're in 21 now. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a number of years and... and and what that is and, and who that is and what it's brought me and it's who it's turned me into be is, is evolving. As a person, I went from going out and speaking in communities and, and talking about the struggle of who I am, but that didn't happen until 2014 because mm. I had to do my own sort of healing with that. Um, and then now moving into the, the more of the space of, of you know, I was, in, I was in the mental health and mental illness space for, for a number of years and then uh, I'm, I'm more dedicated now to looking at the, the effects of childhood trauma. The footy's back. Here's my first tip of the season. Make it personal. Your name, your number on your jersey at yourjersey.com.au. Official licensed NRL jerseys, retros, polos and training shirts all in the one place for men, women and the little ones too. For an exclusively unfiltered deal, go to yourjersey.com.au forward slash Andy and type Andy in as your coupon code to receive a bonus gift with any order. Gear up, legends. And when you understand that what childhood trauma is and you understand that that everyone is 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 everyone is a product of their own upbringing mm. um you understand that you, you understand how to help people in a different manner than medications right medications is is a is a is a i won't ever uh, I won't ever tell people not to be medicated if they if their physician is telling them to be medicated. But um, there are some medi- medications that we're treating now as a band aid for things that happen to us as a, as a five and six year old. Um, and in my eyes, that isn't the way to treat it. So um, 
a lot of what I do now is, is just about ident- helping people to identify what their behaviours are and looking at why their behaviours are. So one, 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 one common thing people will hear me say is don't look at what, look at why. Yep. Right? We're quick to point the finger of alcohol abuse and drug abuse and even violence, um, but we don't look at why people are doing it. Mm. You know, we, we, we condemn people and, and lock people up We've got, we've got uh, jail systems overcrowded filled with people who are sick, not who are bad people, you know, and that's where we need to have a look at different ways of different methodology around a healing of people because what we're doing now is not working. Is it a daily battle? Is it short-term goals or is it a long-term goal? I don't have long-term goals. Yep. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a get through me, get through now person. Yep. Um, I, boxing taught me that as well. Mm. You know, boxing, because you can't look to the sixth round if you can't get past the first. Yeah. You know, so um, boxing mm. taught me how to be present and all of these modern terms around mindfulness and, and even meditations are just forms of being present. You know, yep. and boxing taught me how to do that. Um, so I don't look too far ahead because I know that nothing is guaranteed beyond right now. Um, all we have is our past. Mm. We, don't have, we don't have a future. Future, I believe, is a made-up word to confuse people and give people anxiety. Mm. Um, the term, the future, is just... It, it, uh, there's no point of even looking to the future because there's nothing that go. There's nothing guaranteed beyond mm. what we're doing right now, right? And then we, we talk about the present. And 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 and, a, and a, a, a beautiful leader he said to me, I said, you don't have, you know, the past is gone. The, there's no such thing as the future. We only have the present. He said, you only. He said, we don't have the present. We only have a moment of presence, mm. and then it becomes the past. And you know, I. I I look and reflect so much on that. So I, I give gratitude to everything that I have in the present and learn from everything that I've done in the past. For so many years, you looked in the mirror, you didn't like what you saw. When you look in the mirror now, what do you see? Apart from being a little bit rounder and a little bit grayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a person who's, who's always evolving, a person who, who won't won't who will always put the betterment of people before himself mm. um we talk about this country is so divided at the moment um i i'm someone who 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 just wants people to start respecting each other mm. and you know that comes with with ego you know too much ego and and a supreme belief that you're above yep. someone else you know, so I'm every time I look in the mirror, I just say, "Don't, don't think you're any better than anyone else." Um, your job, as soon as you walk out this door, is to be the best leader you possibly can. You know, and um, leaders lead, but shepherds show people how to lead. Is that satisfying? Uh, yeah. Can you give yourself a rap? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm I'm happy with the person I am now. I you love know, to hear that. Love it. I'm, I'm happy with the person I am now, and and. It's because I'm always learning, Andy. Mm. Like, like I don't take for granted nothing, and I'm always working on myself to be better. Um, people, people have hammered, and people have don't get me wrong have have been in horrific uh, situations with COVID. 
mm. right? And the lockdowns and not working and all that sort of stuff. Man, COVID is the best thing that happened to me. And people are like, how, how do you say that? Mm. Like, COVID taught me how to be a dad. Okay. And I see the look of intrigue in your face when I, even when I say that. Yeah. Right? Is that, is that I've been a father for 16 years, but I've been a dad for six months. Okay. Because even as, as when my, my older kids were born, it was when I was playing footy and it was when I was involved in drugs and alcohol yep. and, and the, the high life of being a rugby league player. Mm-hmm. And then I separated from that relationship yep. and I got another relationship and then had another child and then we separated again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't around for that young fella's uh, upbringing. Yep. And then I've got my two young ones that I live with now and I've been all over the world and in every, every community in the country for the last five years. I've been at home. You've been able to have a personal time oh, out. mate. Like, it's been the – I've had to learn how to schedule meetings around my kids' lunch and, yeah. and getting them ready for, for, for midday naps. And, and, and people might laugh at me and go, man, that, like, that's easy. I'm like, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. I had to learn that stuff. And, and for me, that's been – like, it's, it's, it's an ever-evolvement of who – the dude looking back at me in the mirror mm. is, and I'm happy with that guy because he wasn't a good man. Mm. You know, I can sit here and say I did plenty of good things for other people, but there was a stack load of toxic behaviours that I had until I went deep in myself, realised who they are, mm. what they are, and then understand where they come from. But then without addressing them, you ain't going nowhere. So I'm just continually trying to be a better person. The Enemy Within Project, built on the seven pillars. Tell us a little bit more about 2021, Joe Williams. You know, I've just started a YouTube channel, which, which is... Give which it a play. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty fun for me. Um, it's, it's, it's talking about, it's talking about um, looking at the best ways to be... Your, uh, looking at better ways to be, be yourself, a better version of you. Um, you know, we're, we're all who we are, but we can all be that little bit better. Is it a, a version of the 12-step process? Because the 12-step process obviously includes religion and a lot of other things, and a lot of people don't resonate with that. Well, it's, it's, it's not a, a version of the 12-step the okay. process. It's a version of, of living to, again, the, the pillars of my organisation, living to learn, uh, learning to live with more love, care, respect, humility and compassion, and, you know, being, help, being helpful to people and sharing, sharing yeah. with others. So any lessons that... that that I can have or any learning that I can have as an individual that I've picked up and going through some horrific stuff as a kid, going through some horrific stuff uh, with addictions and so forth. Um, For me, if I can share that to help people be a better version of them, then I'm, then I'm, then I'm, I'm loving doing that. You're guiding others. Is this also keeping you focused? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And, and, and That's someone, fabulous. Someone said to me very early, you know, I, I noticed that, that everything you do, Joe, is about other people. You're out in community. You're doing stuff for, for charity. You're, you're feeding the homeless. You're, you're giving away different things. Like, like you, you're always helping out someone in, in needs. And I said, helping people helps me. Yep. That was the penny drop moment. That someone said, "What do you mean it helps you? You've got everything. You're a rugby league player. You're you're you're, you're a boxer. You're 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 a big figure in a small community." I'm like, but I've got some demons that no one knows yeah. about. You know that that was that was the 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 moment that I went, 
mm, this is where I'm going to start to. It was also the moment where I where I realised that helping other people in what I do and how I do it is helping me. Awards, accolades, recognition, all lovely. I would imagine helping a lost soul is far more rewarding than any of the above. I think you know when you, when you get you get phone calls out of the blue mm. or there's a guy here in Dubbo, right? And it was when I was playing at Penrith. Um, there's a guy and, and and it was absolutely pouring rain, and he'd gone from he had to he had to go from the the, the Penrith uh, Penrith train station to his car at, at Penrith Stadium or something like that. And, and he was walking with his family in this absolutely pelting rain. And I didn't know the guy. I just, I just pulled over. I said, how you going, mate? Um, you got a family, you got kids. Do you want to lift? And he goes, I know who you are. You're Joe, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And, and, and I gave him a lift. And, and many years later, like he, he actually lives here in Dubbo. Where oh, I'm wow. Now. So many years later, he goes, do you remember that time when you pulled up in the piss and rain at Penrith and gave my family a lift. And I was like, that's you? And he's like, yeah, that's me. I was like, so, so they're the moments where I go, yeah. you know what? It, it don't cost a single cent to be nice to people. Um, and there isn't enough of it in, in, in this world, Agreed. I believe. There's, there's too much hate and, and not enough love um, and respect about what we do. So who I am now and, and moving forward, um, I'm, I'm writing another book uh, at the moment uh, and I'm, I'm doing some further study as well, um, which is about, you know, going to be some research and, and, yep. and forming some, some evidence around, around different things that hopefully can help more people as well. What does a 40-something-year-old Joe Williams say to a 16-year-old Joe Williams as a cautionary tale for, for anyone listening to this? That- I, love this I love this question. I get asked this a lot. Um, what, is, what does an older you say to a younger you? I just say, hold on, young brother. It's going to get better. What you're doing off the sporting field is special, very special and life-changing. Keep it up. It's brilliant and a brilliant story about redemption. Joey Williams, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks, Andy. Always a pleasure. If you did enjoy the story and are enjoying the podcast, we'd ask that before you go, would you leave a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you're listening on? It helps us as we look to spread the word about Unfiltered. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.